Uh, I just want a lot. Is that too much to ask? And if it is, I guess I'm taking my force just to make them mad. Had a lot of time to think with the little time that I had. I gotta get this for myself and that's explaining why I just want a lot. Is that too much to ask? If it's too much for me to carry, don't worry, I brought some bags. I'm prepared for everything while they doubt me and that's just sad. When that time come, I'ma have them feeling bad. Just a little mad that they missed the glow up. Half of them won't show up. Tell them take a seat, let them get caught up in the sofa. Tell your MCs hang it up because my rocket's block is over. I'm a monster when they come to the microphone. Yo, this your boy Chris J. Listening to a, another brand new episode of Threes from the Ring, and we're fresh off watching the Royal Rumble. We did plan to do like live takes, but it is what it is when it comes to that. But we're going to do something a little different. We're going to go wrestling first. But before we get well into this, let me let Daytra introduce herself. Hola, and all I gotta say is some people complaining about the number thirty entrant as I'm looking on this certain fan page, and I got they gotta hold that. But it is, it is exactly stupid like, mode. Like hold that, G. Like, like my friend, let's just go ahead and go right into what since the we'll talk about the men's rumble first since that's we're going right into it. So mm-hmm. the men's rumble was won by Seth Rollins and. Which is no surprise. I think we both picked Seth, right? Last week? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah our final four was way, way off. But. Well, who was our final four? We said. I had Seth. I Drew. had Ray. Wait, Ray got eliminated. Yeah, you, had, yeah, you had Ray. Like, I had. I think I had Seth, Drew, Amos. I think I said Dean. I forgot. I think I said Dean. And I was way off on that but but yeah like it was i would say this was a very entertaining men's rumble from jump like uh we had uh our boy elias start and then uh the little thing he had with jeff jarrett hit him with the guitar eliminating him and then all the little chaos started from there samoa joe i feel like was kind of the star of the rumble g for the men's g like my man came in and just bodied people. Like, I think it was equally everybody, bro. Yeah. Like I think it was just a good showing of like the talent that they do get, the way they book everyone. Like the NXT guys, they oh you also gotta just see it almost. See almost was in the final four. Yeah, see like, almost came in and did his thing. Yeah, like I'm happy. Uh, like I'm a big almost fan. And shout out to the uh the Latin King takeover. <laughs> between him and Rey Mysterio because uh, it was very full in effect. But, like, I'm an almost guy, so I'm happy he was in the top four. So, um, Do you get, you get, it was just a good rumble looking back. It's probably one of the best rumbles in a while. It beat From start to finish, year, yeah. It beat the one, what'd you say? From start to finish, I definitely agree. Yeah, it, it beat the, um, it beat the one from, uh, you can play that scene back if you want to. It beats the one with Goldberg in the win. It was really like star heavy. Mm-hmm. The one, um, the one that, um, I think the one before that, like, because everything was ruined by like Roman. And the fact that you get like, you know, you don't have AJ Styles in it. So you kind of, you kind of good in the sense of, you know, you don't, you, you, you can't lose when it comes to the people you got in the rumble at the moment. Um, yeah, I just loved it. 
I, I just loved it, loved it, loved it. People saying we should have got Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens still recovered from an injury, and he might not be back by till Mania. I know they said he's clear, but being clear still, you can still can be recovering. Yeah. So um, people say we couldn't have got Sami Zayn. I don't think Sami Zayn being Sami Zayn being at thirty will still be better than Nia Jax coming in at thirty and getting beat by men. She got super kicks, six one nine, and RKO. Like, what she did shit. to become number 30 was disrespectful to the legend, R-Truth, G. I don't happy. give a crap about Ronald Killings. Like, I don't give a crap about him, G. I'm very called the man Ronald, G. What's his first name? His first Ron. name like Ronald, right? Ron, it's, I thought it was just Ron. Ronald. Sure. Ron is short for Ronald. So, hey. I don't care about Ronald Killings. Um, <laughs> what he was about to do, I appreciate what they did with the Royal Rumble. Um, I I loved it. Like I said, from top to finish, bro, in the way Seth looked like he was going to get eliminated that many times, gee, my heart was dropping, bro. <laughs> if you yeah, heard, so that's why I wish we recorded because, gee, get your live reactions of Seth Rollins about to get eliminated would have been priceless, gee. It would yeah, have been priceless. I did because I, I had to watching it with the guys. So. I know it's more it's more fun, G. It was yeah. it been more fun. Could have just got yeah. the niggas on Discord. But. We could have gotten everybody in the Discord though. Um, but uh, looking back on it, I just loved everything about it. It was a great pay per view from the other matches, but the Rumble itself stood out because even though like smart fans knew who was going to win because. That's the only person believable to beat Seth Rollins. So smart Brock. fans know who we're going to win. But throughout the whole media process, it, it was just so good, Joe. It was so good. Yeah, definitely agree. So, so yeah, so uh, Seth is the winner of the men's rumble. More than likely he's facing Brock at Mania. Like, that's a super gimme right there. So we know where that's going. And... Since, and what do you think of the Finn and Brock match? Actually, honestly, it was good. Uh, it's quick. It's just you know what you could do with Brock. They made Finn look strong, even though he still got he tapped out. I don't think he ate an F five either. Yeah, he so. didn't get F five until when Brock went on his rampage after winning the match. And um, uh, let me think. Um. I do enjoy um, Brock actually selling his moves because usually when Brock go against a fodder, a fodder opponent, they usually hold L's, the fodder opponents. So like when mm-hmm. he went against, y'all don't even remember that he went against Big E and the whole new day. He basically just suplexed the niggas while the crowd was chanting Suplex City. Um, shout out to if a nigga saying he only got the suplex as a move. That is everybody' fault to make Suplex City a thing. Everybody. Yep. That's your um, fault. Uh, uh, people are really complaining about. I'm looking at people complaining about Nia Jax being at 30 and niggas. Mm, stupid. Um, Who else would you put there? Like, we had freaking our truth. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Man. Like, who, who, who would you put at 30? And there was nobody else there. Come on now. Deal with it. 
Like, I don't understand what they want from – and this one, like, before we get to talk about the Mexicans, I don't really care about, like, you know, about people's opinions. But like, when they say entrance, do you really want to see retired legends every year coming back to not sign a four? I'm tired of that, G. It's Yo, too I'm much. I'm tired of it, too. I want to see NXT guys. Like, what the heck I want to see Goldberg come out, do a jackknife, and then just get eliminated two seconds later? Like, why do I want to see the boogeyman? Why do I want to see Hur- Hurricane Hill? They say people complaining about – Hurricane Hills being in the match. Same people complain about not be I mean not being in the match or not getting the same people who say, oh, WWE use legends too much and they can't rely on their young talent. Well, guess what? We had you know, I bet if they do the average age of this Royal Rumble, it'd be like 25, 28. Like that, that means a lot in this company because they're using their younger talent to push the show. Who is the oldest doing that rumble? Other than Jeff Jarrett, who probably, probably was, Jeff what, Hardy. Samoa Joe. Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Hardy Samoa Joe, Randy Kurt Orton. Angle, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, actually. Our truth, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle didn't last that long. He was exactly. out of Like, come on, G. And honestly, like Kurt Angle's active talent. Him. And like, like most of the people except Jeff Jarrett that you mentioned, those are mostly all Gargano, active bro. talent. You get they, they put Gargano over Ricochet, over Adam Cole. Adam Cole was in last year. They they put they put Alistair Black in there. As the black showed off his moves, man. Like, people people complain too much. And it's just real, real sad to see that people complain about, oh, there's not enough entrance. Like, who the heck cares? Like, they, 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 it makes no sense. People mad to see Nia Jackson as number 30. Like, you know how people are. You cannot satisfy the WWE universe, mainly the internet crowd. Like those niggas are never impressed. Like that's why I, I distance myself from those like that community because I can't deal. Like the only people like I really legit talk wrestling with is the niggas I talk to on Twitter about it, and we can at least have healthy conversation. And and you extra, you extra and Nick. Honestly, that's it. It's it's weird. It's really weird. It's really, 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 really weird. Um, uh, I, I just really we can't stand the vocal minority of things. We all see this stuff. Like, one, if you complain about Nia Jackson number 30, complain about Becky Lynch, too. But you can't complain about Becky Lynch because she's the man. She's you love you love Becky Lynch, G. That's the thing. Y'all love Becky Lynch, G. And so. you say you don't complain about Becky Lynch. But complain about Night Night and thing was hilarious. Niggas complaining, oh, we want to go back to the Attitude Era where they used to get hit women and put um, Stephanie McMahon's head off the shoulders when Aaron Yard did. Guess what? Night Jackson's All on camera, not off screen, except for the super kick. So, like, what do you what else do you want? They give you these things. So the people complaining about this can literally shut up. Um I but going back to like the the match, I would say the weakest match that I seen, and it was only because of the crowd. Yeah. Okay, never mind. It, more it would have crowd. to be Ronda versus it would have to be Ronda versus Sasha, because it's Ronda versus Sasha. I really don't care for Ronda versus Sasha. There's a lot of matches I didn't care for. 
uh, not in the sense of they were bad, just in the sense I didn't care for the storyline going in. I didn't care for Ronda versus Sasha. I want to I mean, Sasha to win, but you know, if we get in Ronda versus Becky Lynch, I'm all for it. Oh, uh, the women's we can go to the women's rumble because the yeah. singles matches we can get through those faster. The women's rumble was really really good. In terms of we not knowing who we well, you predicted it except for the double finish was I told you one yeah. would happen. I wish but, it was a double finish, but hey. But um, you can easily she she can easily found weasel her way into the triple threat match. It's gonna easily happen. Did. It's still gonna happen. Um, but it is gonna be hard for her to write her going against Ronda when she just tapped to Oscar. That's um, true. But in terms of like, in terms of like, um, like the match itself, it does not beat the men's very well because we, I think all the entrants for the women's very well, just after roster stars and a few people from like the May Young Classic, yeah, in NXT. Uh, the, the chick y'all call Pete Dunn, Ray Ripley, she had a star all over her, so put some respect on her name. Yeah, I'm um, sorry, G. That, you know that was for jokes, but like, she was cold. I, I gotta put some respect on her name. She got like, star written all over her. She, 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 I was, I'm going to say this about uh, Raya Ripley. She's what Tamina should be. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, she actually, she's so like over as like a dominant figure in her in her, um, whatchamacallit, in her match, I think they did like a mixed tag match in the UK scene. She had the guy that she did the mixed tag with on her shoulders and walked him to the ring. Like, China X stuff, bro. Like, <laughs> she, she, got, she got that stuff. Uh, she got that, um, Arusta was tweeting, and we didn't even peep. Um, she got that. Uh, she she got a big feel on her. Like I, I can't. Uh, I I I up there with her. But other than that, the women's match was. Just, I think it was good. It wasn't better than last year. Last year just had like it being the first one. Other than Ronda coming out to ruin the, the celebration for whoever won. I mean for when Oscar won. Other than that, um, it was this the um. The uh, women's Royal Rumble was, was it was it was decent. It had decent enough stuff. Um, it had uh, it had no returns, but it had decent enough like middle wrestling. And I think like the the newer women and Ember Moon like carried the good wrestling in terms mm-hmm. of it, not just you know slapping each other, but like the NXT. And it, I, I liked it. Just put it like that. I liked the women's women's Rumble. Yeah, it was like I didn't really have a problem with it. It was, it was still exciting. It had the excitement. Ember Moon, Endo was like the hey, I'm here punching bag. She still looked strong at moments and had her fair share of moments of of like hey, I'm still a very competitive one of the best women here, which I appreciated. And also like all the like the May Young Classic chicks, like shoot. I I just it, it's 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 inevitable that they're gonna become part of the uh, NXT main roster eventually, especially a lot of them uh, Asian chicks that they what the two One, of them. I don't know about because bro NXT got so many like stuff. So 
I'm not always traversing everything, but the uh, Io Shirai, whatever her name, the one with the longer hair that came to save uh, Carrie Sane. She's yeah. a part of the NXT roster. Uh, the other chick, I don't know. That's my first time ever seeing her, other than probably the main main young class. So, uh, so uh, they they decent. Well, go ahead, my bad. But then you good, but yeah, like it was really entertaining. Like I'm glad they used only once again, just like they used with the men's, used the active talent on they on both their rosters. Then just to fill in, hey, May Young Classic chicks. So it's good because like they have so much freaking talent on the roster. You have all these bodies you can use. Use them. Like, there's no reason to call up Trish Stratus, Lita, even though it would be cool to see, but it's like, once again, it's no point in using them. You have, this is quote-unquote, like, your best women's talent ever, like, up and down. Like, from the bottom of Alicia Fox to the top with Charlotte, like, you have talent. Yeah. And, now, what was you about to say? No, I said yeah, I said yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you, use them. Go ahead, go ahead. That's my yeah, like I said, just use them up. Like you have enough talent to use and spare. Like it ain't gonna hurt. Like nobody's not gonna want to see goddamn Michelle McCool and all of that. She wants to lay in bed with Undertaker all goddamn day. Exactly. Let them I be don't great. See Bobby, Bobby or, like the only person I would be surprised to see is China, and you it's gonna be a reason why we can't see China because he's dead. So I don't, I don't care for like seeing every old women's wrestler. Now, if you was able to bring, if you was able to bring women from like different promotions on, or they like on the different promotions, because you know, women like if they was like, like if they bring Gail Kim, stuff like that. Well, Gail Kim like, hates okay. that company, so. <laughs> and if they bring Karma back, cool, awesome. But every Rumble can't be a whole thing of old niggas coming back. I'm tired of seeing old dudes come back. I'm tired of it. The other, the young dudes, like the the god darn people, who else? Like the other niggas. I guess the only other person who's old that haven't came back from a freaking Royal Rumble was CM Punk. That's it. Jeff Swagger in the MMA. Batista trying not to get god darn crucified by Disney. So who else do you want to see? It's weird, Joe. It's the same thing for women. These women won't think got families. They take care of. And they wasn't that talented in the first place. You well, you got like six <laughs> that was that good. Like your status was mid. Like this like WWE makes Trish status like gold standard of wrestling. Women's wrestling. That's you. Yo, know, Trish Status got carried by freaking um Lita a lot. Yep. Mickey so, James a lot too. <laughs> it, like, come on. Like, exactly. So, I need need people to kill this nostalgia rift that they be trying to have because it's it's not worth it at the end of the day. Who's going to keep it a thousand bucks? So, but regardless, the women's run was really, really good. I'm happy with the ending. I'm glad my prediction was right, like always. Well, most of the time, some of the time, but either way, let's move on. Uh, so with the the outside rumble matches, 
We already talked Brock versus film, uh, Finn. I don't know why I'll call him film. But uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, to me, was a solid match. It was just, it came after the Women's Rumble where they gave Becky Lynch a 45-minute standing victory ovation. So the crowd was like, yeah, F whatever's next. And, like, it was a really solid match. I'm cool with uh, Daniel Bryan winning. Uh, even though it wasn't a clean win, but, and shout out to Eric Rowan being part of the uh, Chicago Northside Daniel Bryan uh, stable. Mm-hmm. So, looking forward to where that goes. Because it gives Daniel Bryan more safety in terms of, like, where, whoever he goes against in the next couple of months. Because, honestly... I really don't want to see AJ versus Daniel again. I'm tired of it. Find something better for him to do. So who do you think he's going to go against? Randy? Uh, I don't know. I, can't, like, I don't I, want to see Randy take the title from Edomania. So who? Mustafa? Like, you, you have to you have to do some crazy building up for it to be Mustafa. Ray? Randy's the safe pick. Ray? Ray is probably a good pick as well. And my CM Andre, my, my man's Andretti. He's heel. He's heel. You can't flip him. He's like, he's like guaranteed heel. Yeah. Now, if they do a call up, like if they call up, like if they call up somebody like Ricochet or Alistair Black, then yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, I guess it's tough to really oh. find somebody for Dan Bryant because heel Bryant. Because he's heel, and like I said, SmackDown is heel heavy. So, like, I think it's going to be Rey Mysterio, though. I feel like it's going to be Rey. Like, they're going to do something. I feel like it's going to be Rey. It has to be Rey at this point. Like, Randy's safe, but I don't feel like, like, do we really want to see, I mean, Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton? For Like, I really don't. I definitely don't want to see that. I don't know. Like. When it comes to faces on SmackDown, they still got if they do call ups, like it would be bogus to take they put like as the black, they call him all the way up. The E C three you didn't even get a match on the on the main show yet. Exactly. Uh, so I don't know. I just can't if we can get you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna Chris Ben Wasp stuff. Exactly. So I can't I don't know. I can't. Uh, hey, did you see my uh, what you call it in the legendary Sony? Uh, no. I, I said something real quick. Um, but yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. I can't. I just can't think of anybody. Yeah, I really don't know. But like, overall, like. It's tough to see where they could go with Daniel Bryan, but I feel like you can't go wrong at this point. Like, whoever you pick is safe, unless you really want to go risky. But anyway, moving Mm -hmm. on, uh, we really don't need to talk about Ronda versus Sasha. All I'm going to say is Sasha carried that match. Um, F. Shane Shane and Miz are the new tag team champs, unfortunately. Yo, Uh, he can't throw a punch. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I, I just wanted you to throw that in. Asuka and Becky Lynch was a really fire match, by the way. Uh, Buddy Murphy won the cruiserweight belt. and oh, Well, he retained the cruiserweight belt. My fault. Um, and 
Oh, yeah, Shinsuke beat Rusev again. Shout out to that. And Bobby Roode and Chad Gable beat Chad Gable. I mean, Scott Scott Dawson and uh his boy, which is really Ask unfortunate. Uh, did they beat Razor? Did one of the Arthur's a pain? Razor. Oh, Let's yeah, Scott Dawson and Razor. Why the hell? Bro, nobody no. knows, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So one yeah, of the I'm glad it was a non-title match. One of the authors of Pain Brothers are injured. Okay. And for some apparent reason, they'll have the title on Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Mm. That's unfortunate. So... Anyway, that's unfortunate. All of it. But overall, I would say this was a solid rumble. I will. This mm-hmm. I would say probably the first. This may be a hot take, but it is what it is. I feel like this. Rumble was better than Takeover yesterday. Nope. Okay, that's a hot take for me. Like I, I, I like it to was, me. In terms of excitement from the Rumble match, a tad bit, but like, and we can get into Takeover with this. Alistair Black and Tommaso Ciampa went freaking at it, and Ricochet and and Gargano went at it again. The only sad match on Takeover that I seen was. Bianca Belair because she's so freaking she's such a rookie, and Shayna Baszler because she's such a rookie. Like they're both really really green. So in terms of like them putting on a match with each other, it was gonna be butt cheeks. So I, that's why I I can't care less about that match. Um, watching my brother play Steve is hilarious by the way because he don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but um. Other than that, like it was Matt Cassius. I don't know, got a butt kicked by Matt Riddle. Um, who else? The tag team titles of the Royal Raiders. Tag, you know, tag team titles. Takeover would never have a bad tag team titles match. Ever. 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 <laughs> ever. Never have one ever. Um, so it was it was decent. It's just the Royal Rumble had is it, like They, they. Let me see how. Let me, let me tell you. Let me let me think about it. Um, let me get this. They have. They it's four hours. While well, takeover excitement, Shayna Baszler match excitement, excitement, excitement. Like that's the only problem. It's like a Shayna Baszler match in the middle. But other than that, excitement, 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 excitement. So, I personally can't see a. Uh, a takeover ever be a worse Like only only big paper you got can be the takeover is either SummerSlam or WrestleMania. But then again, you got to remember the, the takeovers we throw WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Always oh, he. Notch. <laughs> so it's a, it's a legend. So I don't know. I would say this is the closest they have ever been in competing with each other, and I don't really consider them competing. So yeah. Okay, I hear you on that. Uh, I'm still looking at him. But uh, but yeah, so I would say, like, I enjoyed Takeover yesterday. It was just, like I said, it's just with, like, I just felt like in terms of excitement, I was more excited when it came to the Rumble this year. Like, yeah, I can't knock the Ricochet Gargano match. I can't knock the uh. Damn, I'm mad they named Champa in the uh, uh, Alistair Black match. Like, Heat. But overall, I just feel like just from 
even though the crowd wasn't there for the AJ and Brian match, I I feel like it was on par <coughs> with both matches and then just the Rumble matches as a whole. Mm-hmm. So that's just how I felt about it. But I definitely hear where you're coming from when it comes to it. But, yeah, overall, this was definitely solid Rumble. Decent setups for uh, the Mania because uh, we're well on that road now. And it's oh, going to be this road is about to be so fantastic, bro. Yeah, it's I'm definitely going to be fun. But anyway, let's oh move on to basketball. So, pretty much the all-star voters have came out. The all-star votes have ca- I mean, all-star player starters has came out. Clearly, LeBron is the captain for the West. Greek Freak is captain for the East. And we proceed to get uh, the normal... Well, I won't say the normal, but at this point, most if you know who's going to be in, who's going to be in. So, James Harden outlasted Derrick Rose and ended up getting voted in to be a starting guard. Steph Curry as the other guard, of course, no surprise. KD beat out Luka and Paul George. It's surprising a starter as well. And Ooh. for the East, we got our boy Joel Embiid, Kyrie. Who am I missing? Uh, Kimball Walker. Who's the other Ford? Who's the other Ford? For the East. Hold on. I don't know why the hell I don't got this shit up. Um, who's the other uh, starter on the East? If you remember. Uh, you said who? You got Kyrie, Joel Embiid, Kimball Walker, Kawhi Leonard. There we go. Free. Kawhi. I don't know how the hell I forgot Kawhi. But yeah, so... So pretty much that's who we got from there, and clearly, if you were listening, the snub, the obvious snub to most people is Anthony Davis not being a starter in the West, and I'm not that mad, but go ahead. <laughs> Me neither. I'm not mad myself, but there's you. You got your. I just think you can't. KD is having a quiet year. You have to put two people from the Warriors because they are the best team in the league by far. By far. So you have to put two people from the Warriors. Um, Steph Curry is having the MVP year. If James Harden didn't exist, James Harden deserved it. Braun got the most fan votes. AD doesn't just he, – he's not in the playoffs. Yes, he's average second in points, but like my friend Chris always loved to say, he ain't making his team better. So <laughs> He's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing is he's not necessarily – not, he just not necessarily making the team better in a sense. And also, you could just tell. I call it LeBron, I don't give a damn numbers. Whereas, like, you can tell LeBron doesn't give a damn by the way he play. But the numbers look good. That's Anthony Davis right now with the Pelicans to an extent in my book. Like, he's averaging day in 30, double-double, and ridiculous stats across the board. And you just, like... Then you look at it like, why the hell ain't this team prospering? That's just how I feel. So, that is what it is. But the fun thing about the new system when it comes to uh, the player votes and all of that is, I mean, the the all-star starter votes is now that the fan vote is half the vote, which I think niggas missed the memo on last year. But it is Mm -hmm. what it is. And the players and the media get the – They split the other half of the vote. So, in a way, you have to, as a player to get voted starter, 
you at least have to win two of the two two out of the three votes. So, so yeah. So it's funny always looking at it like in the front court, you'll see for player votes that like for the East, you'll see mugs like got dang Jonas Valanciunas getting a vote, OG a newbie getting a vote, or here's something comical as hell, uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson getting four player votes. Who the fucking seriously voted for Rondé Hollis Jefferson and all of that to be a starter? Oh, Robert Lopez got five votes too. Like, I'm just naming random shit. It's just like, it's funny because like, mugs really don't take it serious. But at the same time, it's like, it is what it is. If I'm having an opportunity to vote for myself, I'm going to vote for myself. But it's kind of asshole-ish at times too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I man, didn't do it. Man, that voting stuff, that voting was good. That yeah, was still kind of like I'm understanding now with a Luca thing, but on a Luca situation, it's kind of opposite of the the AD. Like AD got a decent team around. It's better than right now the Rockets, and it was better than Cleveland last. Both teams made the playoffs. One of them went to the God the Finals last year. Both leaders of the team carried their team to victory with a trash team. But his team is really, really good. And you are a top five in the league. So you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be. I don't care if you're not gonna sign that extension. Just be AFC, get knocked out in the first round, and then don't sign the extension. Now, when it comes to Luca, his team cheeks. His last year's number one drafted. Well, the first round draft pick for the Mavs, he don't even want to be on the team anymore. So, like, you, you're just in a whole situation. You gave Harrison Barnes too much money. DeAndre Jordan is old. So, <laughs> big fat. What is there to what is there to to give a crap about? Like, his team is not that good. So he is being the best player on his team, and every game the Mavericks is playing. They're close games. It's not like they're just getting dog walked. They're playing Western Conference teams, and they're being really, really close. And Luca is right now the rookie of the year, playing like a vet. Rook, and so, speaking of which, he had a triple double tonight against uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, yeah. So, willing to guard some of the best players in the league too. And he plays so much, so much. Like he gets mad when he don't make good. Sh- like when he take when he miss wide open shots. He don't take dumb shots. His step back is James Harden ass. Like Lucas is an all star more than low key a lot of other people that's on the all star is. But um yeah, do you wanna think who who uh do you wanna talk about who you think gonna be the reserves? We could with no nah, cause we already kinda did it already. We did? Uh, yeah we did it like two episodes ago. Oh. Uh. Yeah, at this point, I, I we're just waiting to see who uh, will be the reserves. So. I changed my list. I'm putting D'Angelo Russell on the, the Brooklyn Nets balling. Cool. See, as he deserved. Because we argued about that. That's what we argued. So, hey, balling. Hey, he deserves it. Absolutely deserves it in my book. So, speaking, let's see. What what else do we got on it? Because uh, I lost track of the thingy. Hold up. Oh, Boogie's back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's been a full week of boogie. Last week we said they're gonna win sixty straight. 
Warriors already won 10 straight games. And pretty much, I would say, since Boogie's been back, he's been looking really, really good. And it gives the Warriors that bonus of, hey, we can really use easy baskets. And Boogie's giving them easy baskets. And people forget Boogie has developed a three-point shot the last couple of seasons. And you leaving the man open is kind of outrageous. So now you have actually four people you got to defend at the three-point line, especially if Boogie is on the floor. And I really, really believe the league is kind of fucked. <laughs> like, the rent you made went on yesterday is really is, – it's just as credible after this week. But – just watching them play, G. What? They'll laugh because you said it's credible, isn't it? It's credible. It's like it's credible. And if and the thing is, it's it's like say you just have to endure this season. You just have to endure it. And the funny thing is, yesterday when they played the Celtics, people were saying, Oh wow, well, they played them close. Nigga, if you watch that game, yes, it was close. But Boston plays everybody close. Yeah. All their and games Boston's come off close. Team. It's like they're not a bad team when they decide to play hard and all of that. But at the end of the day, when it's crunch time, it's Kyrie ball. And mm. that's necessarily not a bad thing. But against a team like the Warriors, Kyrie ball means, oh, F Marcus Smart, F Marcus Morris. Because why – Matter of fact, let me just get this out the way right now. Why the fuck is Marcus Morris, well, any of the Marcus motherfuckers, Morris or Smart, on the floor over Jason Hay, I mean, Gordon Hayward in crunch time? Why? He was getting exposed, but continue. He's getting exposed because he don't know how to handle all that damn talent. You got like one thing I will say: Brad Stevens is a hell of a coach, but at the same time, he needs like I know you feel Steve Kerr's overrated, but he has developed a system where if where if, if you're star heavy and you got a lot of scoring talent, you can prosper. You could plug in and prosper with him. And Brad Stevens has not realized that because I think the main well it's not even that the main problem, but it's the fact that he doesn't realize that I don't think he doesn't realize I feel like it's part of the fact that a lot of them motherfuckers are just young dumb and don't give a damn because yeah you're a good ass team got all this talent on paper I ain't really on paper say they on paper they're equal to the Warriors is disrespectful but mm-hmm. like they're on I would say they are a tier below the Warriors in terms of talent and I feel like on paper up and down roster wise, they have a better team. But at the same time, you have to still make it work. And watching that crunch time, I understand having Marcus Smart on the court for defense purpose and the guard Steph. But the regardless of the fact, Steph is going to get his. Regardless of the fact, Marcus Moore is being out there. I understand because you want him to guard KD, but that's. Gordon, that's why you got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Let them figure it out. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's nothing stopping KD either. Like, that was very yep. evident. But, and then Boogie wasn't even on the floor. So, it wasn't no point even having Al Horford out there. 
Play small. Play yeah. small and hope for the best. Like having Al Hor- Horford out there did nothing because literally, like, they had Iggy old ass and he did a semi decent job on Kyrie. It's just Kyrie's Kyrie. And at the end of the day, he's going to make difficult shots. But the problem with the Celtics is that there's going to be, t- like, if Marcus Smart sees himself making a shot, especially in crunch time, Kyrie may not get that ball back. And I feel like in the last two possessions, I want to say the last 30 seconds of the game, Kyrie did not see the ball touch his hand in crunch time. And it was still, they were only down by like two or four points. So it was like, how the hell you don't give Kyrie the ball? Jason Tatum, I understand. But how the hell you don't give Kyrie the ball? How, why is Marcus Smart shooting jump shots in crunch time? Why is Marcus Morris confidently chucking up a three in crunch time? I don't give a damn if he's open. I don't I don't care. Is it the smart shot? Yeah, if he made it, I would probably be saying something differently entirely. But I don't give a damn. Kyrie should have that ball. Or at least Jason Tatum. And they could even give Jason Tatum the damn ball, G. Like, what the hell? Like, that's like, it's like, they got too many niggas who literally let their ego get the best of them. And that, I feel like it's going to kill them come playoff time. That's why I feel like, yes, that's why they're the fifth seed. They forget mm-hmm. they have Kyrie goddamn Irvin on their team. Arguably, the, uh, uh, it's, he's a top three offensive player in the game. You forget you have them? That's goofy. Wasn't like I think they were going to win that game. Like, it is what it is. But teams need to be worried that once they find a way to install Boogie into the crunch time lineup, league in trouble. Because I'm going to say this. Boogie ripped up Kyrie a couple times during crunch time. Even if they don't look like, bro, it's, Boogie is just a needed asset. That's like putting a red beam on a goddamn gun. It's just there, my nigga, if you got a scope. <laughs> like, if you, if you got aim, if you got things needed. Like, bro, it's like putting diamond camo in black ops. It's like you just making it look even prettier. They was going <laughs> to win without Buggy. They're going to win with Buggy. Like, it, it, it's sad to an extent. It's going to be beautiful basketball. But, like, Boogie is just there to show niggas, like, hey, I deserve the max. Lakers, I deserve the max. Celtics, I deserve a max. Like, he's there to show other contenders he deserves a max. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't. You If you tell me, if they lose the game, they lose the game because they rest the starters. And they lose the game, they lose the game because they was on a 20-game win streak and they tired. Like, that's it. There's nobody who's going to play hard enough. That, that time with James Harden gang Draymond and Klay Thompson lit a fire under the water. A, a fire. A legit fire. And they haven't been the same since. I definitely agree. Cause that was, they haven't been the same. Yeah, it hasn't been the same. Like, literally. Like, they knew James Harden shouldn't have single-handedly whooped their ass. Like, yeah, the Warriors will have that game where... One player can beat them if you play to that level, like LeBron last year in the finals where he had to drop 50 and J.R. Smith cost him the game. And then the other night with Harden. But they know 
they should win those games. Like James Harden made a lucky ass shot. Uh, if we if Jar if Harden didn't make that shot, it'd be a whole different narrative. It'd be a whole yeah. different narrative. And since they lost that game, they won ten in a row. Ten in a row. And I don't see them losing convincingly. Even like people say, and like I said, the game against the Celtics last night was a close game, but still, it was a convincing win because at the end of the game, when it when it was all said and done, the Warriors showed why they the Warriors. KD scored, Clay scored, Steph scored, Boogie made plays on defense, Draymond played made plays on defense, Iggy made plays on defense. Even when even when they were tweaking in those last two minutes, they still made me. There was no point. Where I was like, oh, yeah, Warriors about to lose. It was no point. So it's like, war. the Warriors is right now is kind of like Tom Brady. I don't, I'm, you don't bet against Brady until the clock hits zero. Exactly. That's the Warriors right now. And it's, it's unfortunate. It is what it is, though. It's just the fact mm-hmm. of the matter, especially with Boogie on his team. You just got to hold that goddamn L. You just have to. Plain and simple. Like, you have to hold the L. Like, I don't... Like, it's unfortunate, but hey, it is what it is. So, anyway. What what the hell is that uh, beeping? Is that steep? I got to go to settings. I'm playing 2K. You got the controller thing. Oh. The the speaker. Oh, okay. I want to say, gee, what the hell? But, uh... But yeah, so that's it. But in terms of what else? Oh yeah, so trade deadline is I think next. Technically, it's next week because it's February seventh, I think. Yeah, so next week is the trade deadline. And with that being said, I feel like each team can improve in some capacity in playoff contention. So what me and Datra is about to do is we're going to literally look at each and every single team and figure out who. They can who who they can pick up to help possibly make that team better. So let's start off in the Easter Conference. Let's see. So clearly the Bucks are number one in the uh, East right now. No. For now, yeah. Well, the funny thing is Toronto has more wins. They just got the better winning percentage because they got more losses. But anyway, based on winning percentage, the Bucks are number one. So. Well, who can the Bucks pick up to possibly help improve their team? Uh, Mike Conley. I definitely agree. Mike Conley. Who else? And don't forget, Don Maker just recently asked he wants to get traded. So, like, if they want to make that trade, you can easily add Don Maker as that, hey, here's a young piece option. With Eric Bledsoe, of course. I would say that's it, you know, just uh, Mike Conley. I think they just, with the added defense of Mike Conley on the on the, the Bucks, just really, really freaking good. I'm trying to see the reason why they lost to um, OKC tonight. Because OKC is really freaking good right now. But um, probably, and also not being so reliant, a better rebounded big man. Because Greek Freak right now is getting all the rebounds. Um, 
so like a better rebounding big man because Brook Lopez was up, up there sitting on the goddamn, uh, what you call it? He's out there sitting on the um three point line. So probably a better rebounding big man. I'm not think I don't think it's anyone like any decent big man like to come off the bench. Shoot, to probably even yeah come off the bench. Who they power for? Let me look at their roster real quick. Because <laughs> as far as I know, Greek Freak does everything on that damn team. Uh, it is Ersan Ilyasova. Okay. Come on. And he's Well, he's a, he does what he needs to do. Like, he's a solid rebounder. Well, honestly, I don't even think he really is a backup because he only averaging six and four. Oh. Uh, is it Jason Smith? No, it's not Jason Smith. Oh, who the hell comes off they bench and play? I guess it's this DJ Wilson dude. Cause I don't know, honestly, I really don't know. And it's definitely not Thon Maker, cause he wants out. So, yeah, like I would say, I wouldn't be surprised. Like Mike Conley's probably like the big move they can do, but I wouldn't be shocked that they get like a a Dwayne Deadman type. I don't know where Dwayne Deadman is right now, but I would be mad if they got Dwayne Deadman. Did you just log out? No, I'm back. Oh, you was gone? Oh, okay. Yeah, but, I have to go talk. My mama called me. Oh, uh. okay. But anyway, but uh, I said, um, but yeah, I was saying like a Dwayne Deadman would be a solid like front court pickup just to have come off the bench. Uh. Solely because like he can rebound and just play center for him, because like I don't think they have an actual center coming off the bench. Like I think they still got John Henson. Like I don't even see him on the roster. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even see John Henson on the roster right now, so I don't even know what they're doing. So, like I feel like they don't. They they're one of those teams that I feel like they could add another move for death purposes more than anything. Like Mike Conley's the. Hey, I want to win the Easter Conference. Uh, win the Easter Conference. So that's that's that type of move I feel like. Yeah. So definitely. So let's move on to I can get another star in Goddard Milwaukee. Hold on. Alright. He just knocked down the door. I put the door back. I put the door back and put the table in front of him. I I can't stop that. What? I can't stop that. I'm not about to we do not promote child, I mean, dog violence on this podcast. Just I don't so want you guys to do that know. dog. That's not my dog. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with that dog. Uh, we'll go ahead. But yeah, so the next team is the Raptors. Now, the Raptors is tricky in my book because they're another team that I feel like they don't really need to make a move. If I would you... say if. They wanted to. They can just get another guaranteed knockdown shooter, just guaranteed. Because mm-hmm. Danny Green could be streaky at some points. And you can get that off the bench. You know, you can get the J.R. Smith through, um, through buyouts, buyout, stuff like that. Um, guaranteed knockdown shooter. And I don't know when Vucevic come back, so they are missing on the. You mean Valentinus? Valachunas should be back I soon, I think. Hey, thinking of that, Vucevic is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's another Honestly, score. yeah. Like, that would be a huge pickup. Like, 
even though I think they want they're they're cool with Ibaka being the center off the bench, but I mean starting center, which it, I feel like it works with their lineup. But mm-hmm. if Vukovic is cool with coming off the bench, and plus is a contender, you'd be satisfied with it. It mm-hmm. adds, I feel like, easy scoring, and plus he can shoot, and plus he can shoot too. Like yeah. he can shoot, so. It works He's both very, ways. very good in the post. I'm telling you, there's videos of him cooking niggas, bro. Cook Brown was when Brown tried to play center. <laughs> well, <laughs> Brown gets cooked him. a lot of times when he plays center. So. so uh, I, I would love to see Lucifer on that team. It'd be really, really good. All right, who next? Uh, the Pacers. Now, the Pacers is tricky. They're not in the playoffs. No, I need the playoffs now, but come playoff time, they're not gonna be in the playoffs because they don't have they start. I don't know because when Aladipo missed like what two, three weeks a while ago, they they were still playing really good. Uh, all right, I give you one. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Another value score, kind of like Aladipo was. Um, just come in, just give you buckets because that's what you kind of need. Your your main score, your main score would not be um. What's his name? Sabonis. Your main score wouldn't be Tim Hardaway Jr. It would be Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just get Tim Hardaway Jr. Just a, just a, a score. That's all you need. I feel you. Or you bring Lance Stevenson back. No, nah, because he's doing really well. He's probably the most consistent veteran on the Lakers. Not So I don't think the Lakers going to get rid of him. But I could see that That makes sense. And they, they're another team I feel like that's in the – Mike Conley uh, running. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Solely because, like, especially now, like, Mike Conley is a huge upgrade for Darren Collison. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good, and plus it's like, it's it's pretty ideal in a way. It, it he, he, Mike Conley looks like a damn Indiana Pacer. Like, mm-hmm. you go from another, like, tough blue nose as team like the Grizzlies to the Pacers. It just yep. fits. So, and plus, I feel like he'll be able to shine a little bit more, too, especially since he'll be the guaranteed number one option on that team, especially with Oladipo out. And then even when next season you see how it works, which I think it will work perfectly, uh, he'll go back to being, like, still the distributor type guy as well, so... So the next team is Philly. We talked about this briefly last week. <laughs> I feel like they just oh, need another shooter more than anything. Another score, but on a power four position. Um, so what I'm looking at, like uh, he needs to be able to stretch darn. the floor. That's the thing, cause like they need like that's a, what I'm saying. The stretch. So you can trade. I'm trying to see if you can trade to try to get. I would say Ursan's get try to get Ilya Sova back. Bro. Like he did well last year with him. I don't know why they got rid of him. I feel like he they should have kept him. He did really well for oh, him in terms hello. Of- Like real talk. <laughs> it works. Veteran, he can go in and he's come on, he him getting I'm pretty sure Ben Simmons passes are way better than God darn Westbrook passes. If I'm Brett Brown, this is going through my mind. (laughs) 
That's too much personality, G. Yeah, I fixed the soundboard so you should be able to hear it. But, G. Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> it's too much personality, G. Perfectly. It sounds good on paper. Like, I, I'm not mad at it. I like it. I like it. But just the amount of personalities, G. He's he gonna have to put a photo out of your side. Like, he hasn't man. done it yet. And he don't, it's redemption time. It is redemption time for Melo, though, G. He has to redeem himself, G. Because, like, G. Because the thing is, if Melo, if it don't work, like, it works. Because, like, literally, he could play that, he could be the stretch that they need. He has Joel B to protect them defensively because he will get cooked. And Jimmy's there to protect them, and Ben Simmons is there to protect them. Yeah. It's just, can Melo, <laughs> it's just, can, it's sad that literally that, it's just, can Melo play that role for him? Because the thing is, he could start, hell, even if he just wanted to come off the bench, and he closes out with them. But yeah. it's that's the thing, there's so many questions, G. You just need another for Philly. It's literally just another knockdown shooter, a stretch four. Melo yeah. can Melo ain't bad in the post either. Exactly. Like Melo post game is low key underrated. So think you're happy. He playing for redemption, G. And I believe in Melo that he can do that. Yeah. I I, I believe it. Like I'm not mad at it. Like I like that. Like that's probably like like Philly will be a very sleeper Melo team, honestly. But yeah, and I would also say I'll put them in a run-in for J.R. Smith as well, because like I said, I feel like it's more shooting than you just they just need more people to stretch the floor. Even though like that Schmidt dude is really good, you just want a veteran shooter more than anything, somebody who's been there. So that's how I feel. And let's see, next is the Boston Celtics. The best thing I could sit there and say is. Trade away talent, <laughs> like yeah. I don't. I definitely I say making it work. Uh, shoot, I don't say anything. Get rid of Roger Smart. See if you can get rid of that contract. That'll be needed for the NBA game situation. Um, I still think you should keep Terry Rosen. Thing is that he's about to ask. Like you talking about Marcus Smart contract, Terry Rozier contract. Terry Rozier wants more. Just to come off the bench, and he still got mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward's contract, sure. and Jalen Brown's contract oh, is you next trade, season. You trade that nigga too, like you know, just trade niggas. <laughs> but I say deal with it even before training. Yeah, say deal with it. They're one of the people who wait to see. Yeah, like uh, they don't need to make a move this season. If they do, is out of pure thirst. Uh, yeah, but. One thing I would say, I they will probably be in the Mark Gasol running, but if they trade yeah, Al Horford, definitely. but if they, I feel like if thing is Al Horford, as much as I give Al Horford slack, he fits that team perfectly in the sense of he does whatever Brad Stevens needs him to do, and he's probably the only one that does it in a consistent manner. Defense so, is underrated. He can score when they need him to hit the the, the really really much needed three ball. Mm-hmm. Like Marcus Allis. I mean, my bad for disrespecting 
Al Horford. Al Horford is really, 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 really good at what he does as a center mm-hmm. for that team. I don't know if he could do the same thing as the power forward, to keep it real with you, G. thing is, he'll uh, fit better as a power forward because he's a natural power forward. I know, but help. Right. <laughs> I think Joel and B to kill Marcus Aw. They're going to have to put him back on that job. And then yeah. Joel and B, I mean, Ben Simmons run, outrun, got done, Marcus Aw. Like, you, you think about it, like, uh, Al Horford playing a real small center is best fit for that Celtics team because they can run exactly. and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, I would. I would. They should be. Just, you know, just see if it worked. Um, uh, what else? I don't – yeah, I just – if they can't get them, that's if they win in the part one. I'll still say if Marcus Saad get traded, the Memphis Grizzlies are still bogus for fine with Finn Bell. Like, it's still bogus. So next is the ahead. Brooklyn Nets. Ooh, nothing. Yeah. Just see, see, see how free agency plays out. Exactly, because honestly, they don't need like they're not in a desperation. Because honestly, like I don't think I think I I'm I'm not shocked that they're this good right now. I'm, but at the same time. They are in a position where it's like, we don't need to make a move. We just want people mm-hmm. to think, yo, you want to come ball in New York? Do you really want to go to the toxic-ass Knicks? Yeah, we made that mm-hmm. dumbass trade several years ago. But at the same time, that was several years ago. We're a different team now. We're in the playoffs. Yeah. Come play here because we need a star. KD, Kyrie, well, not, not, you don't really don't need Kyrie because you got – D-Lo and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. So, if I'm a forward or like a shooting guard, hell yeah, I'm thinking about Brooklyn. Shit. But, yeah, Brooklyn don't need to make a move. Miami. I don't know what the hell uh, Miami uh, can even do. Mello? <laughs> Miami is way to see how free agency go. You can probably get one of the lower tier niggas. Yeah, like... like Honestly, like with Miami, it's another way. Like, just be happy, make the playoffs. Uh, now, Charlotte. Uh, wait to see a Kimba stay. I wouldn't be surprised if they do a thirsty move just to say, just to tell Kimba, we want you to stay. I wouldn't be shocked if they end up Marcus all running as well. Dang. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the Marcus all yeah, yeah. or even uh Vukovic as well. Those are really, really be good. Um, uh, I can't really see anybody but the two you just named. Yeah, Zach Levine right. just cooked me. Mm. Um, yeah, nobody else. <laughs> somebody I can't see. They the AFC. Yeah, they the AFC, and then. The next close, like the only other team I I believe as a outside looking in team is Detroit. Get rid of Je- get 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 Mike Conley. Get rid of um what's his face, um Jackson, Ray yeah. Jackson. Yeah, they're another team in the Mike Conley running, or is there another point guard? That Come on, Mike Conley going to that blue collar old team. Yeah. I know, I know, that's <laughs> another blue collar ass team. But I'm trying to think, is there another point guard in the market? 
really. I wouldn't be shocked if they try to get Terry Rozier. But I feel like he's Reggie Jackson 2.0 as well. <laughs> he just screams I it. just think you can get somebody because Mike Conley, he's not known for a playmaker, you know, for his defense and shooting capability, his offense. But he's an underrated playmaker. Like, he'll play know, defense. But, you know, Blake is a really good playmaker. So you get somebody who's not so much focused on playmaking, somebody who can knock down shots when they need to, somebody who can play defense, do everything that Reggie Jackson can't do. <laughs> and you good. Yeah. And also, I don't want Blake to be my primary playmaker as well. That's just another thing in itself. Yeah, Especially not I, like on the sense of Bron, but Blake. I know, but Blake, yeah. You can have Blake, you know, help with even more with y'all. Because right now, he is winning that team to stay afloat. <laughs> you can, he's doing the opposite of Anthony Davis. His is just not successful. Yeah, it's, it's sad. <laughs> it's very it's sad. It's really sad. All right, that's it for the East because I really don't believe in the goddamn uh, Wizards, Magic, and everybody else I know is dead in the water. So, uh, Golden State, uh, bench death. Wait, wait to see you go out. I don't even think they need bench death. There's always a starter on the court. I know, but still, like, I know, but still, like, now that I think about, it, especially with Boogie back, you always gonna have a starter on the court. So, yeah, I would still consider adding. Well, they'd be in a buyout market more than anything. So, yeah, no, they need what? One more playmaker? I wouldn't even say playmaker. Yeah. Why? Like you always gonna have a playmaker on the floor. Somebody who can dribble the ball and play by itself. Like I said, Clay's never gonna be by itself. I think they always stagger Clay with Clay's out there with a combination, at least now from what I've seen lineups, he's out there with Draymond or uh, Boogie, and Boogie can bring the ball up sometimes. Draymond is never hesitant to bring the ball up. He's also out there with Sean Livingston sometimes, and Sean Livingston technically is the backup point guard. So, like, I don't think I just think you wait to see how them and other niggas who don't need to make a move. Yeah, don't they don't. It's just, later. it's just um, more like you, a. You, I don't know if you let Sean Livingston and Iggy stay after next season, but if I was them, I'd say thank you for your service. Iggy retired, Sean Livingston, wherever you go, I hope you make that team better. Like real yeah. talk. Next is the I, Denver Nuggets. I don't think they need to. They just need to get healthy. Bro, they are so deep, bro. They just need they to get healthy. Really deep. Like uh, get Trey it. <laughs> Honestly, I feel that's. I feel like that's gonna be a p- aspect that may either make or really break this team. Keyword: yeah. really break because it. When he he can get extremely ball dominant and it's scary, and that team is at its best when they move the ball around. When especially mm-hmm. when Jokic is the, like the primary like, especially in half court situations, when Jokic is the primary like move the ball around guy. So mm-hmm. that, but at the same time, it ain't coming back to after All Star break. So it's gonna be one of those well. It's either gonna make us or really break us, cause I don't think it's just gonna be a break. It's gonna be a really break with it. But at the same time, they got the option of saying we don't want to play your ass no more, so we good. Next is OKC. Um, shoot, a better three point shooter, even though 
uh, Horace Grant, and Tony Ferguson been stepping that. I said Horace Grant, uh, Jeremy Grant, and Tony Ferguson, whatever, whoever, whatever grandmother is, they really been playing. They socks off. Uh, probably a little bit benched up. I wouldn't matter if they didn't run for J.R. Smith either. Yeah, they're like another team that's in the JR running. Um, that's it. Yeah, uh, they just need. I would say add more shooting, honestly, because like you yeah, just add wanna... more shooting. Because sometimes uh, Paul George can be really streaky. Extremely. Like, add more shooting. Gotta help them out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they add. If I'm, if I'm the uh, Thunder. I call up the Wizards, and I'll be like, hey, give me Jeff Green solely for just, like, because he can play the four. And mm-hmm. I like I like Jeremy Grant. You said what? Norris and Noel been really, really good. Yeah, I know. But, no, just just to play the four. Like, I understand. Like, Norris Noel is always going to play the five. But he's they back up five legit. But, like, just to play the four, sometimes three. Or golf big, you want to go super small ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like Jeff Green has experience playing a five at uh in crunch time small ball situations. So exactly, and I feel like with Russ here, literally, it's kind of like the a hey, I'm pass you the ball, please score, please make the right basketball play, and I feel like Jeff Green will mm-hmm. work for that. Um, Portland. They either add another star, but they are also in the, uh, A, think about Marcus All or uh, Vukovic. I know, but Nurkic is just not consistent enough. And if, if I know I can get a Marcus All to upgrade from Nurkic, shit, I take it. I take it. Shoot, that's another star, a veteran star. He's been further than both Dame and CJ. Mm. So it's like, hey, and he's a tough, hard nosed guy who ain't gonna wilt under pressure. So, okay. like, I like the idea of Marcus Hall on the team, but it's like, but I feel like they have to make a move. They, if they want to be like legit. Mellow. Melo does CJ? work for them. He worked like CJ I could. Them in the beginning of the year was asking for Melo to come to New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, that's the New Orleans. Um, Portland. Portland. Yeah, if I was them, like, if I'm Dane, call up Melo, be like, "Gee, I still want you here. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt to add Melo to that team. And even though this happened on my 2K my career as well, uh, add J.R. Smith." <laughs> Better than Evan Turner. Way better than Evan Turner. And if somebody hears this and argues with me that Evan Turner's having a decent season, it's Evan goddamn Turner. <laughs> niggas ass. Like, niggas up there with Jared Dudley are like, damn, that nigga mid. Like, come on now. But anyway, so. Next is Houston. Houston, first and foremost, get healthy. And find a small forward. Which is tough. Yeah, tough. Like I said, they'll be they're another team in the J.R. Smith that department. Kenneth Fareed, when that team get fully healthy, that's kinda of really, really Yeah, Kenneth Fareed coming out coming in just to play for Clint Capella for like 
20 minutes at a time where Nene don't gee that that helps that team a lot. But yeah, I feel like they just need if they could find a perimeter defender. If they can get hold of a perimeter defender, I feel like they'll be really it'll help them come playoff time. Because like matter of fact, call the Clippers, ask me can I get in my booty back. Shoot. Yeah, they not only did they even play nigga. Yeah, I don't, like I don't ever remember seeing like they got they got hella front court players already. So I feel like like Mbappé Butte will be perfect to come back because like literally they need a perimeter defender, well a defender, more defenders as a whole. So definitely, I feel like that. Next is the Spurs. Honestly, I feel like the Spurs just need to stand pat. I don't feel like they need to desperately make a move. I don't know. Y'all might get Kyrie. I don't know, bro. Exactly. But um, I feel like the Spurs don't need to desperately make a move at all. Nah, it's the Spurs. Pop can turn shit to god darn ice cream, so. Exactly. So, like, they don't need to be desperate to do anything. The Jazz, that's another thing. I feel like they don't need to make a move. Like, what is, like... <laughs> Uh, next is the Clippers. The Utah version of um <laughs> of Denver. They just deep, but Utah type deep. <laughs> it's just they're not as good. But uh, yeah, next is the Clippers. Clippers, um, I don't even think gonna make the playoffs. I don't so give I'll... a crap about the Clippers. Yeah, like honestly, like I feel like the Clippers are not even gonna make the playoffs at this point. Like especially once Bron come back. So moving on. We already discussed the Lakers trade every day. Exactly. Even then, like, if I'm the Raptors, I'm hanging up the phone. Um, But we talk about this day in every episode. The Lakers. They did win tonight. Um, You don't like to see J.I. Smith on that team. They can use J.I. Smith for shooting. Um, Vucevic. You don't really need Vucevic no more. We got Zubac hooping. Bob Mute. You need to get rid of goddamn JaVel McGee. Um, yeah, JaVel lost his whole swagger, G. You need defense on the rim. You just need talent. Like, the challenge has been consistent with him off the bench. Um, even if you don't want to do that, shoot. Don't start Brandon Ingram. You have Roosevelt at the four. You get big. I don't care. Or you can bring, you can bring um, Zubak at four. Uh, <sighs> This ain't, 20, this ain't 20, 2008 no more. <laughs> it ain't that bad, bro. It's not that bad. Bron being at the four is really, really bad for him. I know Bron can play the four, but I need Bron to play the, play the three. He's been playing the three. Kuzma's been playing the four. All right. Kuzma is on that team. Never mind. I'm like, Kuzma's technically plays the four. So. Um. No, get rid of these guys. Get rid of Bradley Bill. Big for them. Yeah, the Bradley Bill be the big like in terms of this season would be the big sexy pick. Honestly, mm-hmm. like would be the glorious pick. Uh, Ad would be the the Ad be the, the blockbuster of it all. Yeah. It could happen because once upon a time Sacramento got rid of Boogie Cousin during All Star break. He, they got rid of the man during the game. Yeah. They talk to the GM they in the goddamn box seats. <laughs> the man, 
they told the man he got traded during after the game. He was like, and his agent said, "Hey, uh, the GM would have talked with Tokens with the GM and New Orleans. She's like, and do y'all want Boogie Cousins? <laughs> sure, okay, all right, cool. We need the next Steph Curry, buddy Hill. Literally, <laughs> literally." But, yeah, so the Lakers have multitude. We talked about Dane in every scenario, whether it's the big sexy pick of Anthony Davis, the normal sexy pick, the safer of the sexy picks, Bradley Beal, or the really – with the Lakers, either go big or leave the team alone, honestly. So so the crazy thing is, like, I'm hearing, like, bro, I'm hearing only even on the extent that they will trade Kuzma if they can get another All-Star. And I feel like that's some head-ass bullshit because it came out around the same time as as the... No, I'm mean, just recently. I'm here like... I hear like... No, I'm hearing it in the sense of they won't trade all three of the young... The three tradable names. They won't trade all three. They will keep Brandon Ingram and Lonzo if they can get an All-Star from Kuzma. Say, for instance, I'm talking about like an AD-type nigga. If Which, it means... If you can keep... The thing, like... I and love Kuzma on that team. He fits. If you, if you met Johnson with your uh, tainted blood self, if you met Johnson and you got an offer from New Orleans Pelicans saying, I would give you AD for Kuzma, Catavius, Caldwell, Pope in the first round pick. What you doing? Hell yeah, I'm taking it. But I would okay. rather try to, I would see if I can finesse Ingram instead of Kuzma. Uh, yeah, but you know Ingram is the expendable one, and people know that. That's true. At the end of that, <laughs> but um, and I heard that they will, they are willing to trade Lonzo and Ingram together. <laughs> exactly, which is ridiculous in itself. But I feel like that's just it's it's trade deadline time, and LeBron is on the Lakers, so it's just like you know. How I, I think LeBron don't give a crap as long as he get a winning team. That's true, but at the same time, they were winning until he got hurt. If one of them was going to trade it out to that, then I officially in the Anthony Davis bid in the summer. Agreed. Like that's the, that's the thing. Agreed. That's why I don't. That's why I'm not really buying the they're desperate now because I'm like, where did this desperation come from? Because all you niggas got to do is get healthy. That's that's true. where that's why it's confusing me now either because you can you can easily get boogie. And Clay Thompson next year or something like that, bro. Exactly. Like, they have a stacked team like that. Like, going into the season, you have LeBron for four years. Mm. You have LeBron for four years. The Warriors are more than likely about to go and pl- they're, they're not going to be the same team next year. They're probably just a half step. KD and God darn Steph, which is still a playoff. East, it's I mean, still, it's still a contending team, team but it's not the same. It's still a contending team, but it's not like a. Yeah. You get Steph KD with a bunch of good role players. I'm talking about like Pascal Siakam type players or stuff like that. That's still a good ass team. That's still a good ass team. So it's like. Exactly. Like, regardless, like like I said, what the, whatever the Warriors do, they're not going to be as. This is the last year of pure, uncut dominance. Next year, yeah. it's, they're still going to be contenders because whether it's KD on that team or Clay on that team, Boogie's already not already out the picture. Unless literally Boogie loves it there and they just do whatever they got to do 
but even then, like it's going to be different. That's the thing. Like it's going to be dominant, but it's going to be a different type of dominance from that Warriors team compared to the, like this year because you don't have a Clay and a Draymond. That's like two core pieces. Yeah. But, but like that's why I feel like the Lakers will be foolish to be thirsty this season because this is the thing. You still want to see what this team can do healthy. That's why I feel like they don't need to make a desperate move. Like it's it, like a desperate move of trading your young pieces in the middle of the season when nobody's been healthy. Cause God, God. nobody's and, healthy on the yeah. Guy. Nobody's been no, healthy had, on that team consistently. Tonight, tonight they had my nigga, bro Wagner play, bro. Yeah, Wagner was getting minutes because Kuzma. He got it was a last-minute scratch because he something happened. It was something minor. So they just said, we're going to say Kuzma. Beasley played 26 minutes. Zubat played 34 minutes. He had 24 and 16, by the way. Yeah. Um, four blocks. Yeah. Zubat been hooping. Kate was had, probably had 24 too. Ingram finally had a decent game, finally. And he always had a decent game when he don't attempt so many crappy threes. Exactly. Um. Lance Stevenson can't gave him seventeen off the bench. Lance Stevenson, Another nigga that's I saw the, some highlights. Hey, that dude was hooping. And I wouldn't be mad if he in the, the top three for the freaking six man. But hey, he on the Lakers, so nobody ever respect him like that. Exactly. Um. What? I, yeah. What's the next team after them? After the uh, Lakers, that's I think it. It's the Kings. And I don't like honestly. I feel like once LeBron comes back, the Lakers is going to be in playoff like. Like literally, as as far as I care right now in the West, the All Star, I mean the playoffs is Golden State, Denver, OKC, uh, Portland, Houston, Spurs, Utah, Lakers. It's just I don't know what order they're gonna be in. I I hope the Lakers can pull that seven seed out. Yeah, if they were like literally, like honestly, like I said, between. Four and eight is going to be like last year where it's a brawl for, yeah. like, Jesus Christ, who's going to – like, it's going to be to the last day. But I honestly believe once LeBron comes back, they're going to they, – they, they, it solidifies the fact they're going to stay in the playoffs. But on top of that, once Lonzo comes back, it's going to be even better. It's just like the key for everything with the Lakers right now is don't be – Desperate to make a move until you see where KD goes, because I feel like free agency is gonna be free agency next year is literally gonna be like the restart of parity of the league. We don't know what the hell is gonna come out of it. Seth Rollins, that's why I asked for the Twitter password. My bad for not doing it earlier and not knowing it earlier. But Seth Rollins just posted of Nia Jax coming out at thirty. And y'all thought y'all were getting Kenny Omega. No, that's not the real stuff I'm about. But he said, uh, y'all thought y'all were getting Kenny Omega and them FAO. Bruh. I say. <laughs> Shout out to um, mad yeah. people still do fake Twitter pages. Like, geez, it's 2018, 2019. Grow the hell up. Damn. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like that's. So, yeah, like, honestly, like, I really don't feel like we need to say what the Kings need to do. Or Minnesota. Oh, no, I think they're waiting too. Like, yeah, the Kings are young. The Kings are young. They don't. Need, 
just the fact that literally they they may finish the season at or slightly over five hundred is an accomplishment. That's an accomplishment, and the T Wolves. They're literally too far gone to do anything. If anything, the only team I would say that's at the bottom that can make a move is New Orleans. And I heard ru- rumors of Bradley Beal. <laughs> and that, that's a move in desperation that, like, we need Anthony Davis to, to show. We need to show Anthony Davis, stay, nigga. Please, Stay. So yep. that's the only team at the bottom I can see making a move of desperation is is New Orleans. Like honestly, like I heard Dallas is like Dallas is trying to trade Dennis Smith. I've heard rumors that DeAndre Jordan's on the trade table as well. Mm. It, exactly. So like Dallas may be sellers. Uh, Minnesota, honestly, like they don't need to do. They just need to worry about just. Re- figuring out who's who's gonna be their coach next season. That's yep. the biggest concern they need is figure out who, to, like, just finish the season off, figure out who's gonna coach this team, and literally determine if Wiggins is worth staying with this organization. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they they are sellers themselves to get rid of some of the pieces that Tibbs got, like Jeff Teague, Taj Gibson. Like, I could see them leaving or getting traded solely because it's like, do we really need these niggas? Like, do we really? So, that's how I kind of see it. Like, like most of the bottom teams in the West are sellers. Like, bottom teams in the East are sellers. Like, the Wizards, I believe, are sellers. The Magic are sellers. Atlanta got Kent Bazemore and Deadman to trade away, and Jeremy Lin. The Bulls, we already know with Jabari and Robin Lopez. Knicks are trying to trade Enos Cantor, and Cleveland has goddamn J.R. Smith that they're trying to get rid of. So, like, we already know the situation when it comes to those guys. So, oh, yeah. So it's gonna be real interesting next week because I feel like. This is the point in Twitter where I have to uh, make sure I follow, watch every time he tweets so I know what the hell is going to happen. Because I need them watch bombs on dot, my nigga. So, but it's going to be interesting regardless. So I'm interested to see how this trade deadline goes, who gets flipped, because it's been quiet for too long. It's been too quiet for too long, man. Watch is not about to get no sleep for the next couple of days. Yeah, like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get quality. Like Anthony Davis is gonna be on high alert, but I don't feel like Anthony Davis is not going nowhere. Bradley Bill's gonna be high alert. I I feel like amongst the biggest name that might get traded is gonna be Bradley Bill. Like yeah. I strongly believe the Pelicans is gonna be like we're going to keep Anthony Davis this season. And if we're going to trade them, it's going to be during the off season, because I feel like they can't trade them next season during the course of next season because they're not going to get a lot back. They're not plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Like this is their opportunity to get anything would be next off season, like this upcoming off season. So, but yeah, so let's end it on that note. Um, 
Appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, what do I have? Anything I really need to say? Uh, not really. Be on the lookout for the Twitter page. Uh, I am probably going to do that. I got to find an email to throw onto that. But be on the lookout for our Twitter page. We are working on getting us on we, iTunes. We have no, we don't got a Twitter page for this year. Man, I was quick to goddamn slander. That's what I was asking for. Man, I was quick to slander. Mm. Slander Roy Rumble like haters today. Oh my God. Alright, so I'm gonna have that Twitter page. <laughs> probably I'm gonna have the Twitter page by this week. I just gotta make up an email because I use the no chill email for this uh, year's mine. Yeah, oh, let me see a man taking. If not, this year's mine. Yeah, just so so be on the lookout for our Twitter page so you will get a lot of Daytra's daily hot takes on a daily. Uh, hopefully daily. he will trigger NBA Twitter because it's very easy to trigger them niggas. But um, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout. We are going to be on iTunes soon. I just need our boy Extra to just edit a couple of things for me, which he just needs to do. But um, appreciate you guys for uh, all the support and all that, especially for last week's episode. And once again, follow the Facebook page at uh, No Chill on the Podcast. And appreciate you guys for listening. Peace. Peace.